0: Get ready, Avalanche Territory. It's now time for the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans on your home for the most Avalanche content, Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome into the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I am Mike Evans. Great to have you with us as we talk about all things surrounding the Avalanche and the NHL, the Avs. Taking advantage of a nice, soft part of their schedule, plenty of time off, and a couple games against the Vancouver Canucks. Boy, what has happened to Vancouver, huh? I mean that that is a franchise that uh, was in the Stanley Cup Finals about ten years ago, and and just always seemed to be a, a really, really solid team. But they have fallen upon some tough times and. Have become fairly irrelevant. The Avalanche feasting on them for a couple of wins. Sandwiched around a win over San Jose. We saw the Avalanche get their offense going in these last three wins. Most importantly, got the power play going. In their three wins, against two against Vancouver and one against San Jose, they scored seven Power play goals, also threw in a couple of shorthanded goals, too. But uh, the power play goals, the power play got off to such a sluggish start to the season. At one point, the Avs were running around 24th, 25th in the NHL in power play percentage. They're still not where they want to be overall. They've raised their numbers up to about nineteen and a half, twenty 20%. The elite teams, you want to be operating within that 24%, 25% success rate on the power play. But just in these last three games with these seven power play strikes, the Avalanche have moved all the way up from like 25th to 14th in, in power play rankings. So you knew that was going to happen. I wasn't too stressed out about the power play. There's just too much crazy talent on this team. Too much firepower, even with some of the injuries, with some of the absences. Uh, not They haven't all been there together, but there have been enough pieces in place that this power play should be better than it was, and it's starting to wake up and show that they are what uh, we all figured they would be. Kudos to the Avalanche. They continue to move forward despite losing players, uh, getting players back, trying to find those mix and matches, the chemistry that works, and, and trying out new guys on the top line while Nathan McKinnon is out. Logan O'Connor, step right on up. It's your turn now to get a wheel. A price uh, The price is right. Is the price right for you on the first line? and probably not. Uh, Logan O'Connor, good player. I, I like Logan O'Connor. I got a chance to watch and cover him. Called some, many of his games while he was at the University of Denver. I, I like him. He's a good bottom six forward. Uh, that, that's what he is. No insult. No shame in that. Uh, he definitely has a place in the NHL, but he's not a top-line winger. But um, he's gained a chance to ride there. You'll probably see some other guys get a chance as well. But uh, give credit to the, the Avs. Mixing and matching, Jared Bednar and staff being able to withstand the loss of of Nathan McKinnon. JT Comfer now goes out. Bo Byram's been out. But they've been really doing a nice job of next man up. They have gotten some guys back. Boy, the return of Devontae's. Is that guy in a very, very short time, Avalanche fans, in a very, very short time, has this guy become important and and really a indispensable glue guy. He's just one of those players that when I see him in the lineup, when I see him on the ice, there is just that sense of calm. there's just that sense of ah, I can trust him. We're okay. We're everything's going to be fine, you know. He's just one of those players that uh, invokes that kind of of, of response for me. I don't know if it's the same for you, uh, but I suspect it, it. It probably is. It's probably very close. He is that kind of uh, that kind of player. So then, of course, you have the uh, incomparable Kale McCarr, and it's always fun. Uh, Donald Sanger. I'm going to give you a shout out. I think you're Avs man, and. Uh, you're a big ass fan and and see him and he and I interact on, on Twitter. And I love following him. He's a good avalanche fan follow on, on Twitter. And he loves, loves, loves to tweak the Canadian know-it-all media that continues to insist and pump the tires of Quinn Hughes in Vancouver versus, versus Kale McCarr. And it's easy to take these two and, Do a side-by-side comparison of the two and who is the better young stud defenseman. When you look at the numbers, okay, just the numbers, uh, they're very, very close. Both are in their third full year. Hughes, over the course of his career, has 13 goals, 95 assists, 108 points. Kale McCarr, 23 goals, 81 assists, 104 points. For Hughes, the seventh overall pick in two thousand eighteen, McCarr the fourth overall selection in two thousand and seventeen. And I you know, I, I'm I'm I know Quinn Hughes is a very good player, but to, to my man Donald, I, I, I agree. I don't I don't think it's close. And whatever the Canadian media may suggest, I think that if you had a chance to pull all the NHL GMs out there and you have a choice who do you want do you want Cal McCarr or you want Quinn Hughes I gotta believe it's gotta be a solid solid win for McCarr maybe even you know two-thirds at least at least two-thirds of the teams would take McCarr over over Hughes I mean McCarr just to me not only the numbers but he just he just passes the eye test doesn't he just passes the eye test of, of of somebody you look at and say that is a guy that's a stud defenseman that is going to be in the Norris trophy uh, running year after year after year for like the next decade plus and should should win multiple Norris trophies so the Quinn Hughes kale McCarr debate uh, has been on display the last couple of games with the Avs and Canucks squaring off, and it would seem to be advantage McCar. The other uh, thing going on with this Avs team, and give a tip of the cap uh, as they are shorthanded and looking for guys to step up. Step up. Nazim Kadri, seven-game point streak. And I know Mark Schlereth and I do, is it just me Fridays, but is it just me? Is it just me or... Once you get beyond the studs, okay. Once you be you get beyond the the, the absolute core of McKinnon, Rantanen, Rantanen, McCarr, Landeskog, I think the most important Avalanche player when it comes to them winning or losing a Stanley Cup is Kadri. I really do, and this is a guy who I, I, I think is is a terrific player. I, I, I just think he's a really, really good player who carries the reputation of being an instigator, a goon, a troublemaker, a hothead, whatever. But if you can put all that stuff aside, you're left with a really good hockey player. And it's what's made his absences... Come playoff time, first for Toronto, then for the Avalanche. Such a a huge loss for those teams, and such a missed opportunity for Kadri and and those teams. And you you are left wondering what would those teams look like in the postseason if you if you had Kadri. So it's it's kind of something. It's a funny statement to make, but I, I'm going to make it. But Man, if this guy can only keep himself from being suspended in the playoffs, I really love the idea of the impact he's going to make. And I can't wait to see it. And I think it could be difference making in terms of winning a cup or not. If only he could avoid being suspended. I know the sheer <laughs> lunacy of that comment. You know, normally you'd be like, What, the only thing I have to worry about is a guy getting suspended for the playoffs? Oh, okay, I'll take that. I'm not worried about that. But with this guy, you do really wonder, right? You have to. If only he can avoid getting in any kind of trouble come playoff time during the playoffs. Man, I can't wait. I I would just, I would love, love, love to see what a healthy suspension free avalanche team featuring Nazem Kadri what that would look like cuz i just i just think he's the kind of guy that, you you get the sense that some guys are made for the playoffs right you get the sense that some guys just welcome just thrive in that playoff environment and and Kadri seems like one of those guys i i don't think it's a stretch to say how much that series against Vegas last year would have been uh, different if if you had Kadri the whole time um so we we shall see he's playing really good hockey right now uh there's there's no doubt that as long as he stays healthy and not suspended that that the guy's gonna put up numbers he's playing some really good hockey right now. You're listening to the mile high hockey podcast I'm Mike Evans bring this to you each and every Thursday we drop it and hopefully you get a chance to listen to it and if you're a hockey fan and you know a fellow. Avalanche and hockey fans, please spread the word. I would I would love to continue to build this, and and have always would love to get your feedback. And you could reach out to me direct at uh, Mike Evans one zero four three on Twitter, on Instagram, and um, give me your feedback on what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, uh, other things you'd you'd like to see me do uh, for this podcast to make it even bigger and better. Please, I would welcome a hundred percent. Your feedback. The Avalanche gained a chance to go and play the Seattle Kraken. And the Kraken, love saying that, cool nickname. And the Kraken, off to a slow start, which is not to be, I guess, uh, surprised by, it. but it's, it's funny. What Vegas did as a first-time expansion team, making it all the way to Stanley Cup Finals, that just blew all the standards, all the expectations that we have for an expansion franchise out of the water. You just always, I don't care what the sport is, at least I've always done this, you always associate an expansion team with, wow, they're going to suck, right? They're an expansion team. They're going to stink. They're going to come in and they're going to get their heads handed to them for the first few years, and then maybe, just maybe, they can climb their way above water and um, and start being a representative hockey, basketball, baseball, whatever whatever team. But Vegas ruined it for everybody, certainly the Kraken, uh, because you were well within your rights if you were a Seattle fan, a Kraken fan, to think, hey, if Vegas could do it, why can't we? But Seattle's not done it. As we are chatting right now, they're four eleven and one in advance of getting ready to take on the Avalanche. So here's where the Kraken become important, because when you're a expansion franchise, you are looking to get as young as you can. Uh, you 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 did the you did the thing that everybody expected you to do. You you went to see, you brought in some veteran players that were left unprotected by their teams. You brought them in, you put it together with the hope that, you know, voila, you'd have uh, a reincarnate of the, what the Vegas golden Knights did. But once you see that this, this mix isn't going to pay off like that, what do you look to do? You look to sell off some of these pieces and, now, if I'm an NHL general manager, I am I'm licking my fingertips, I'm licking my chops, <sniffs> I'm looking up and down that Seattle roster, and I'm starting to think about veteran players that I know Seattle's going to want to try to unload, to try to get younger, to try to you know be able to clear up cap space, to be able to get prospects in return. They're got they got a number of attractive veterans that contending teams, hint, hint, Joe Sackick and the Avalanche, uh, might be interested in for a second-half playoff run. And I look at this Seattle roster, and I see any number of players that would really, really appeal to me, starting with, yep, the donkey, uh, Jonas Donskoy. Jonas Donskoy is... Uh, with the Seattle Kraken, and he's been scuffling. This is not the same Donskoy that fit in so well with the Avalanche these last couple years. Uh, again, as of the time that we're doing this, uh, Donskoy's played in 16 games, zero goals. Zero goals. And six assists. Six points in 16 games. You know, this was a guy who... In two years with the Avalanche, scored 33 goals and had uh, 31 assists, 64 points in two years. He was a good, dependable, plug-and-play type guy who also played some of his best hockey in the playoffs. And, you know, we saw it last year. Um, And in these two years, Don Skoy, in two years with the Avalanche, 19 playoff games, six goals and five assists. 11 points in 19 playoff games. So this is certainly a guy that I'd be looking at as being atop my list as uh, veteran players that I'd be looking to pluck from the uh, Kraken if, when, they decide to do a uh, fire sale and uh, some very attractive veterans will be sent packing and you know contending teams will be looking to pounce. But it's good. I You know, it's good to have hockey uh, there, uh, back in, in Seattle, I think it's it's awesome for them. And Seattle's such a great market. You know, it it, it really is. It's a great sports town. It was crying shame that they lost the Sonics to Oklahoma City of all people. So the fact that they got hockey, uh the fact that they should get basketball back. How where were you as a sports fan when it comes to the idea of expansion in these leagues? Do you think that these leagues are maxed out or is the sports fan in you knowing that your your Colorado teams aren't going anywhere? Nobody's going to move. I'm talking about expansion franchises. But would you like to see these leagues expand? Would you like to see deserving cities get a NHL, an NBA, a Major League Baseball? uh franchise, franchises. And while it may be good for those cities, they may be deserving. If you're uh Kansas City, for example, you know, absolutely. Why couldn't hockey or, or basketball uh do well in Kansas City? What about uh what about Portland as a market to expand into? What about Vegas? You know, let's let's just rip the band aid all the way off and Let's get rid of the stigma, the charade, and understand that sports in Vegas works. Uh, What about getting uh, more franchises there? Uh, You you can find any number of uh, San Antonio. Does San Antonio deserve more? Does uh, Charlotte deserve more? You know, things like that. There are a lot of deserving good sports cities who've already shown their ability to be a good sports city for the, the teams that they have. Should they be able to have more? They may be deserving, but is that good for the overall health of the league? Do you dilute the talent if you start to add too many expansion franchises? The way I look at it, I, to me, more the merrier. Really, to, to me, more the merrier. And if it means uh, for for a little bit of time, you you dilute the talent. And again, it's it's it's. The franchise that's coming in is the expansion franchise. They're the ones that are, uh, I guess, willing to to roll the dice and take the risk of uh, getting diluted talent. Uh, you know, teams are able to protect. I think teams have gotten better. I think that's the one thing that we saw from the Vegas experience to the, the Kraken experience, maybe teams doing a better job of how they protected players than maybe they did back uh, with, the, with the whole Vegas experiment or – getting involved in trades with Vegas that they probably look back and and regret but I'm in favor of expansion. I like I said, bigger the better. I'm in, I've always been in favor of adding to the playoff pool. Uh you know, there was a time where people mop, mocked the NHL and mocked the NBA for how many teams got in. I don't care. Let them in. I I've, I've loved the baseball playoff expansion. I I love the idea of NFL playoff expansion. I don't think it completely waters down the value of the regular season. I think the most important thing is is it's a long season. If it's 162 games in baseball, that's a long season. 82 games in the NHL, it's a long season. And in order to keep your fan base energized and excited, I the, the most important thing in doing this for a long time, the one thing that I've learned, the most important thing to fans is hope. And it's it's borne out every spring in baseball. Hope springs eternal. Why not us? It's borne out every time you see a an NFL team draft a young quarterback. Hope. Potential. The great unknown. Maybe this is the guy. Maybe just maybe this is the unicorn. Our unicorn. That we're going to be able to watch for 15, 20 years. Hope, right? So the same thing applies to the idea of getting into the playoffs. Even if it's a cheesy one game wild card in baseball who cares you know if I'm supposed to follow my baseball team through the long hot summer months and through the grind of 162 games if I can look up in the morning in early August and see that my team's only two games back in the wild card guess what I got hope I'm engaged so the same thing goes with the NHL. I'm I'm fine with the way that they've been doing the playoffs. Now we can we can debate, and we'll probably do this at some other point about, uh, you know, whether or not you have to make it just about the you know one versus one through eight in the Eastern Conference, one through eight in the Western Conference. Is there some uh, unfairness there? If one conference is better than the other, sure, I, I I can I can debate that. But just the idea of the number of teams in the in the playoffs, I have no problem with. And if expanding hockey, expanding basketball leads to more teams and maybe more teams in the playoffs, hey, so be it. I'm cool with it. So we look forward to seeing the Avs in Seattle against the Kraken. Cool nickname, the Kraken. Kind of a squid, octopus-type thing. I remember as a kid watching 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea when that octopus, that giant squid, attacked the, uh, what was it, the Nautilus? Right? Was it the Nautilus? Scared the bejesus out of me as a kid watching that. Ooh, that thing gave me the willies. The Kraken. Got to get Professor Zeus on here as a uh, one-time guest to talk about the uh, the Kraken. Anyway, uh, should be fun. Avs looking to keep it going in this light November schedule of theirs. Uh, only 10 games in the month of November. And see if they can make it four in a row as they uh, continue on in the Pacific Northwest. Joe Sacking territory. Burnaby Joe, right? All right, thank you so much for listening to the Mile High Hockey Podcast. Again, tell your friends. We'll be back again. We'll drop it a day early next week with the uh, Thanksgiving holiday coming up next Thursday. We'll get this podcast out by uh, next Wednesday. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week, your hockey weekend. Go Avs, and we'll talk to you next week.